I just kind of looked that up, but the big it's not thing bad. here is we had Rue Weedle. I mean, he was a healthy scratch. We sent down to the minors for two years in a row. He's worked himself into a solid top six defenseman. Uh, he, we actually, his extension is only a one-way contract. Um, so I think that I think that if this guy does find himself as a healthy scratch, I think the Penguins have what it takes on the coaching side of things to get him to where he needs to be. All right, Arizona Coyotes. They extended. Kamelchik's. Yeah, I can't even say his name, but thank you, Logan. To a three-year, nine million dollar deal. So uh, I'm not really. I don't really know a lot about this goaltender. Uh, Logan has his stats a little bit, but I think he's young or new goaltender. Definitely in the league. Not bad for a goalie. Like if you don't have anybody to sign in Arizona, I guess start with the goaltender. Start or with somebody. Arizona's been really struggling. And I don't know. The one thing that really surprises me on this one is it's so hard to judge a goaltender's stats when there's nobody in front of him. This guy, he's got a 335 goals against average. So, yeah, it's a couple more goals a game than what you would like your goaltender to put up. But he's also running a 909 save percentage, and I think that that's pretty solid. Yeah, he's facing 40 shots a game because they don't have the defense and the offense to help him out. But I think that this is going to be, and for $3 million a year to get yourself a goalie that can put up safe percentages in the 900s and the 910s, I think that's a good deal, and I think it's a starting block for Arizona. But we're speaking about Arizona. What's going on with their stadium? What's going on with the city? Um, they're they're going to be playing in a 5,000-seat arena. That's like playing at the EIA. Like I don't know. I don't know why Gary Bettman allowed that. That's such a bad look on the league, and it's such a bad look on – Arizona, they should just get rid of that team, relocate, give it to somebody who's I, actually gonna. I think you need a relocation out of Arizona. I really oh, yeah. do. But I'm I, I'm pretty sure the only reason they're moving there is because uh, a new owner bought the team a couple years back, and you have to stay in the city for seven years after you're bought before you can move the team. They do that so you can't just buy a team and move them. As speaking of teams being bought, the Penguins were bought this year. Um, it's nice to keep Mario Alon as a part owner, but at the same time, you got to wonder, is that something that could ever happen down the road? Uh, Penguins almost left in the 80s and 90s. Is this something you could see after the collapse of Crosby and Malkin? No, definitely not at all. Uh, Pittsburgh's one of the best fan sports cities in the world, and as much as I hate to say that, it's the truth. Their arenas are almost, almost, oh my God, almost always sold out, and um, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I can promise you that. Let's let's hope not. Um, let's move on to Jake DeBrusque and the Bruins signing that two-year, $4 million deal. I think that's a steal for a player that's a solid player. He can score goals when he needs to. He's not an elite goal scorer by any means, but he's definitely a solid player for $2 million a year. He's a solid player. Um, originally, I thought they were just going to sign him just for a sign-and-trade. That was the rumors. My Devils were in it on the rumors. We're supposed to trade Zaka, and those two were supposed to be the building pieces around that deal. But it never happened. I just, I don't know. I don't think he'll be there after this season. Boston probably couldn't even find anything to deal him, so they had to keep him. But I guess the extension helps for now. He's not bad. He's definitely worth a contract, but he needs a change of scenery. Uh, speaking of uh, 
players being traded going into free agency at the end of the season. Let's move to the Penguins acquire, acquiring Ricard Raquel from the Ducks in exchange for Aston Reese, Simone, goaltender uh, Clang, and a 2022 second round pick. Uh, I don't like this trade. The Penguins have always been the team with like the most men lost. We always we can't stay healthy. And Simone and Aston Reese were players that you could put into those spots. Yeah, they're not goal scorers, but they're NHL level players. They play hard. They finish their hits it was just when they were in the lineup you knew you had something to watch throughout the game so let's hope Raquel can stay healthy um he definitely has more production than those two guys did and goaltending is something that the Penguins have a very strong coach we have very deep picks when it comes to goaltending so losing him is not big to me the second round pick I would have liked to keep that out of the deal but if this guy can carry us and stay healthy I think it's a good pickup for the Pens if he I think you guys win this trade if he extends after this year because I don't I don't know if you guys have the cap room or not, but if you guys extend him, it's going to be a win. And your goaltending, you don't got to worry about that. You got a stud in Jari for years to come. So don't worry about that. But if you guys extend him, it's a win. Or if you guys win a cup, it's a win. But if – I don't know. I just You got two prospects that – I, I personally know two players that I personally know so I know they are good depth players so it's tough to tell right now but after this season you'll know but if Raquel can come in and be a good depth scorer on the third line and hopefully Kapanen can feed off of him Kapanen came out this year on fire uh, he, he was just under a point per game and then he just hit a brick wall the guy I think he went eight games without eight games without a point i'm pretty sure they actually sat him for his 300th nhl game oh he was a healthy God. scratch they let him come back and he actually just got his first point the other night so that's real big um the first point in i think nine or ten games so it's nice to see him get back on the score sheet because i thought for sure he was out of pittsburgh the penguins the penguins aren't one they're not going to keep you around if you're not putting the numbers up Oh, no, and that should be every team's mentality. But speaking of Pittsburgh, former Pittsburgh Penguin, Marc-Andre Fleury traded to the Wild for a conditional second that could turn into a first. What's your thoughts on that? So with Fleury, I mean, there he didn't have the defense in Chicago that he needs. He can make acrobatic saves. He's really flexible. I used to love his little rub of the post every time he would get lucky and get one saved off the post. But for a guy like Fleury that got to play for a team for so long being the Pittsburgh Pens, then to watch him go to Vegas, that one really hurt. And then to see what Vegas did to him, sending him to Chicago, and now he's finding another home in Minnesota. Um, I, I hope he gets into Minnesota, and I hope that – I hope he sticks around there until he retires. It would be awesome to watch him retire a Penguin, whether it's a one-day contract and he's just sitting on the bench or he plays. Um, but I think that that's a big – I think that's another big move. Um, what do you think is going to happen with Cam Talbot? I mean, he's been on fire this year. He, If I'm not mistaken, it's like a two six. Uh, it's a 284 goals against average for Talbot and a 910 save percentage. How do you think the time's going to get split up between the two of them? Uh, I still think Fleury is going to be their number one. You just don't give up almost a first-round pick for a backup goalie. Talbot's been playing really good this year, obviously. But if you're going to pay for a goaltender, I think you're going to use him. He's going to be your game seven goaltender. Talbot's still good, but Fleury's the man. He has three cups. Now, so. do you think this could turn into a, a Fleury-Murray situation that Pittsburgh was faced in the playoffs a couple years ago? No, I don't, because is, is Fleury on his last year? 
I want it's either his last year here or maybe he has one more. If he, I haven't looked this up, but if he has only one more year, he's not going back. But if he's extended or if he has two years, it's not much. We can look that up and bring it up in a minute. But also the Washington Capitals going back to forward Marcus Johansson, just for Daniel Sprong, former Pittsburgh Penguin, in a 2022 fourth and a 2023 sixth, and Seattle will retain half of his contract. So it's only like less than two mil, so it's not much. What do you think about Johansson going back to the Cubs? I think that's big. I think that that's what they're missing. Uh, to be honest, though, what was up with all these teams at the deadline retaining salary? I've never seen so much salary retained in my history of watching the trade deadline. What, uh, what do you think? It's interesting, especially for the next trade we're going to go to. Uh, him and Drew, I guess, I never saw that happening this much this year. But I guess teams want to be safe. Teams are looking for their future. And if you're going to trade, then... Now, do you think you need to see a salary cap, a big increase coming in the NHL? I mean, when you're watching these football players that are playing, you know, 16, 17 games a season, making $50 million a year, do you think you're going to see a big influx in the salary cap? Or do you think it's going to keep things interesting and you're going to see things like this in the future? Uh, I think there's obviously going to be a chance of a higher salary, but it all depends because best player in the world, McDavid, right now, gets paid what? Uh, 11 or 12? 12. He's still the highest paid, I should say. But, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see that. If if it was going to happen, it would have happened before all that because if, if it increased, what, he'd be making like what fifteen? No, plus? he would. No, he's locked into his contract. Yeah, you now, would see guys underneath him see, getting paid more than he is, and it's it's a tough situation. Uh, we got Gary Bettman. Hopefully, he makes a right choice and keeps it interesting. Back to Flurry, real quick. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of this year. I don't know. I don't know what. Well, I don't know what his future looks like. He doesn't know what his future looks like. There's nobody out there that does. It'd be. I would love to see him retire a pen Penguins. But at the end of the day, what can you do? Yeah, at the cap of seven mil, he's definitely not returning to Minnesota. And if he does, it could be for a very low cut. But we'll see. He can go on the free agency, pick his own destiny, and go from there. And we mentioned the Washington Capitals without mentioning this. Uh, you can't ignore it. Alex Ovechkin. The guy's now third in all-time goals scored in the NHL. Do you think he has what it takes to get up there and pass? Do you think his career length is going to allow him to pass Wayne Gretzky for most goals scored? 100%. And it's not even like a it's a long shot or anything. But, dude, I think he's going to surpass his goal-scoring record. And, I don't know, he's the best goal scorer we've ever seen. And... Especially in our in our yeah, age, yeah, exactly. he's the best goal. And uh, yeah, you have Crosby that can put up the same amount of points, but he, Crosby even doesn't have the goal scoring capabilities that Ovechkin's found. He's been in the league for what 10, 15 years now, and you still can't protect him on the power no. play. That guy's more safe at home than I am. <laughs> when he's sitting there, top circle on the power play, there nobody can nobody can go against him. Speaking about the Metro, so this is going to be probably the most interesting trade we talk about. The Flyers receive Owen Tippett, former Mississauga Steelhead, a conditional first in 2024, a third in 2023 for Claude Giroux. Oh, he's going to Florida, by the way. For Claude Giroux, Connor Buckman, former Ranger, and then German Rubsoff in their fifth round pick in 2024. So I'm going to speak on this deal real quick. This is a deal that 
doesn't make sense to me. And also, Florida ha- or Philly has to retain some of Drew's salary. So this is where I'm pretty sure it's a fifty percent yeah, too. This is where I'm going to talk about it. So I don't agree with this trade. I feel like Drew's being treated as a top nine forward. How are you going to send your best player, and he's only getting better as time goes on, and two actually decent prospects and a fit? It's like you're trying to sell them off almost, and you retain 50%. I just don't see how that makes sense. Granted, Owen Tippett, really good fast forward, young forward, but he's not he's not that proven for rookie forward right now. He's not in NHL. He hasn't proved himself at the NHL level. Watching him in juniors here whenever the Otters would play Mississauga, it was it was great to watch. Some of the chirps between Stromer and him when I used to be between the benches, so some of the things that came out of their mouth, I can't even repeat on this podcast, uh, especially to Brinkett. The, the, those three would just go at each other. Tippett knew he had the size advantage over the two of them. The speed was there for both of them. Not Strom. I think Strom was a little bigger. But Tippett had the speed and the physicality mm-hmm. that Strom did not have. Exactly. But, but back to the Drew trade here. Like you said, I think he was traded as a top nine forward. It was nice to see him get to play in his 1,000th game before he left. But what's a what's a move like that to a guy that's been with the team for so long? What's that do to a guy's mentality? Or do you think he's going to view it in a positive way and you think he's going to benefit from this? I think he views it He views it as a positive way. Like He wanted, he probably wanted this for a few years now, and he's not going to be hurt about it. He'll probably be back in Philly maybe for retirement. It just all depends. But I think he'll be really cool with it. He's going to go for a run. And I'd be curious to see. We'd have to get a stats guy on this, but I'd be curious to see the last player that ever played 1,000 games be traded i we're gonna have to go back a couple years on that we're not gonna have the answer on this podcast um because you would have to do a lot of digging for that so in a way it kind of it kind of sucks that philly wasn't able to get him a team around him to make a cup run they've been bad for so many years you think that they would have made some moves acquisitions some salary dumps picked up some a couple young prospects you know you do that five years ago you're a stud now your team's solid uh, Carter Hart, everybody thought was the answer. He played a great year, and he just doesn't seem to have what it takes anymore. Do you remember when Carter Hart and Mackenzie Blackwood were the top two goalies, right? Everybody was hyping the young goalies up, and they're like, yep, yeah, they're the future. They're the future. But now— I do remember that because Jari was never even in that conversation. No. And look at him now. So speaking on the devil, so this is my team. I got a lot of stuff to talk about them. I just, I think, I think the GM didn't set his alarm or something. I, he just completely missed the trade deadline. I, I think he's on Mountain Time or something. <laughs> Rumored so, to go because uh, Pavel Zaka. Uh, I already mentioned him earlier. He was, and I thought he was, he's going to go to Boston. That never happened. Damon, Damon Severson <laughs> was another interesting one. He said he wanted to stay in New Jersey earlier in the week. But there and, were some rumors out there. Yes, that he was going to be shipped, and he's not bad. He's just. Surrounded by a bad team, and he makes dumb mistakes. I wouldn't. Sometimes. I wouldn't say a bad team. I think they need. It's not a bad team. You got Heisher. You got Hughes. You got Brat. It's not a bad team. I think there needs to be a system change, and if that has to come with another coaching change, I think that's what's needed. Because at the end of the day, the team is not bad. They just don't fit whatever system your head coach is trying to pull off there. Yeah, I agree with that, and. Uh, I've been saying it's our year coming up for the next I've one or two for, years. I've heard it for four years now. But with Luke Hughes coming up, Alex Holtz coming up, we have some really good firepower, and Holtz is lighting it up in the AHL right now. It's ridiculous. That Utica team 
the Devils farm team is something scary to look at. But back to Mackenzie Blackwood, um, there was rumors that he was giving like trade bait, and because I agree with it, I used to be a huge Mackenzie fan, and then he just got like too. He got too comfortable. Yeah, he got too he, comfortable. He didn't, work, he didn't have to work for that spot as much as he did coming up uh, when he was behind your guys' goaltending. Uh, the one thing while you were speaking of Blackwood, remember when we were in New Jersey and we got to meet him? Yeah, great guy. Great kid. I, I hope your team can get it together while the Penguins still have a, a good year because uh, our time is coming. But the atmosphere in New Jersey, we were there on a Thursday night game. I think we were like 16, 18 years old. We traveled to Jersey State and probably one of the one of the ghettoest hotels oh, yeah. I've ever stayed in. But the atmosphere at the Rock was just something else. Uh, if we can make a play, if you guys can make a playoff run and Pittsburgh's there, we're going. We'll be at the Rock. We'll go to Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, the atmosphere's there. The fan base is there. The players are there. It's missing something. And I just can't believe they didn't make any big moves. Yeah, I think our big moves are going to come when Subban's contract of nine mils up after this year. Um, I love the dude. He's cool off the ice, but on the ice, he is such a hazard. And I'm just so glad that we're not going to have to deal with it anymore. Use that nine mil for a few players. Use that nine mil for another for star depth. player. Use it for exactly. some depth. Use it for Jesper Bratt if you have to. If you ever, if I ever hear anybody saying we're tra- trading Jesper Bratt again, I am. If they would have traded him, I would have never been a Devils fan again. Back to the P.K. Slewfoot. I mean, obviously, where do you think he finds himself? And do you think he gets signed to that $9 million oh, that he's no. been at? Hell I think no. a team could probably pick him up as a solid defenseman for about 4 to $5 million. He's definitely not the $9 million defenseman that he was, especially having a couple suspensions under his belt now and a couple injuries over the last couple of years. What do you think? Where do you think his fate is? Um, I think... He's still got a little bit of career left. Like, I just I don't know why. I just have this gut feeling that sooner than later he's gonna play his hockey and then go be an actor or something. Which he has the he has the he's personality. He's a great guy. He's great he's, human being. He has the he can easily be an actor or commentator. He's gonna be something other than a hockey player, and I think that's what he's gonna do eventually. But I think he has like. Oh man! Three can years. you, can you well, imagine listening to TNT, listening to Biz and PK call oh my call God. a game? That would be that would be really fun. So tell Biz I'm getting all horned up just thinking about <laughs> it. Let's go, Biz. But on to the OHL. Oh no, we're not going to we're the OHL yet. yet. We're going to the contenders and winners and losers of the trade deadline of the NHL. So a big big loser here is Philly. Oh, yeah. Trading him away as a top nine, that, that's just crazy. The guy's been your captain for I can't even tell you how many years. So he's played a 1,000 games for you guys, and for you guys to let him go as a top nine forward, that just doesn't sit right to me. Um, definitely Florida. Florida's gearing up. Florida wants it. They, they have what it takes. I think they're going to get Ekblad back before the playoffs. He's out on an injury. What, what do you think? I think uh, Florida has a really good chance this season, but uh, last I knew Ekblad was returning before the first round or the first round. I hope he returns sooner because he's stud defenseman. He used to play for Barry Colts. So, uh, let me just – I hate to interrupt you like that, but let me just talk about the atmosphere in that arena down there. Uh, I was down there last May. I got to watch a Lightning-Tampa-Florida Tampa, game in Florida. I was down in Fort Lauderdale. We were partying down there, but I got to go up. Let me tell you, man, I wish we lived in the South. These guys are out there playing cornhole at 75-degree T-shirts. We're lucky 
to have that happen maybe at the start of the OHL. Maybe if we make a deep run, we might get to play a couple games of cornhole with our hoodies and our hats on and our beanies or drop the gloves beanies. But let me just tell you, to be able to do that every game, that would just that's a dream come true. Chug a couple beers, sit out with the boys, listening to music before going into an NHL game. That would be the dream. When we go to the OHL segment, we're going to talk a little bit about the Otters pregames, best in the world. Shout out Preston, for real. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, some contenders, Carolina, Florida, those are obvi- the obvious contenders. The Rangers are a little sleeper team. And Especially then, with Lafreniere. Yeah, I think he's going to uh, kick it up. I don't agree. I don't no, agree. You I don't think so? I don't know. I thought he was going to be a lot better than what he is. Granted, he's surrounded by talent right now, but I think he's – he has a lot more to prove, and I think they'll see that starting next year. I hope so. Or, or even if they can get into the playoffs, I hope I hope to see a little bit of it this year, as long as it's not against the Penguins. Yeah, I know. But my honest opinion, uh, Tampa can't rule them out. Can't rule them out ever. They haven't changed. They changed one, one or two parts of their roster, and they won what a couple cups back I, to back. I just don't think they're they're done yet. And the other team on there that really catches me off guard is the Blue Jackets. I thought for sure after the year they had last year, they made a couple moves. I did not see them sitting 13 points out of the wild card. I just I didn't see it. Not at all. And uh, everything you see right now standing-wise, uh, the eight teams that are in the playoff right now, that's not changing. Uh, you're not going to see Columbus, the Islanders, the Red Wings, or the Sabres. <laughs> you're not going to see all them make a push at all. So I think that's going to change. It's just, just going to flip-flop. <laughs> while, while we're talking about the Sabres, uh, how about Eichel's interview after the game? Uh, did you see that I at did all? not. Oh, my. So he's in his post-game interview, and they booed him and whatnot. And he goes, good. After about seven years on this team, you guys finally woke up and decided to cheer. He oh said, this is the God. loudest I've ever heard this place in my entire NHL career. He said, it took me leaving in seven years for you guys to wake up. That's that's true, though. Like, I granted, Eichel's, like, he could have proved a lot more, but I think it's his time's coming soon. And also, for Buffalo not to let him have a surgery that was recommended by many doctors, I really hope he becomes a stud. Me too. Just to push it down their throats. Right. It's the same surgery Chris Letang had a couple of years ago, and that guy's playing 28 minutes a game. So it was not – I mean, it was a high-risk surgery, but the doctors and talent that the NHL has in their back pocket, for the Sabres to tell him he's not allowed to have that surgery, that just – it doesn't sit right to me. No, not at all. But going on to the West, uh, Colorado's number one. Calgary. Calgary? Calgary's a good team. Um, I just don't think, in my honest opinion, Colorado and Calgary, they're not making it. And it might be a little... Whoa, whoa, playoffs or the cup? Let's be, uh, cup, cup, well, let's cup, be cup, specific cup. here. Yeah, they're not making it to the cup. One of Minnesota, Nashville, or St. Louis is going to make the cup. Mark my words. If I'm wrong, you could chirp me. But that's my opinion. Logan, what's your opinion? My opinion is Calgary, okay? Well, let's be honest. Coming out of the playoffs here, the Metro, you're going to see a team from the Metro in the Stanley Cup Finals. So there's no doubt about it. I'm not saying it's going to be the Penguins. I, I think we're second rounding out this year. Uh, I would like to go all the way, and they may surprise me. But you got Carolina in the Metro. But the thing that scares me is if you see a team from the Metro and Calgary can sneak their way into that fourth round, to the playoffs I'm worried about it because they came over here in the beginning of the season maybe like a third of the way through they had a five game away series against the Metro and they just completely dogged everybody yeah Calgary's interesting they got Daryl Sutter I believe former LA Kings coach and Johnny Gaudreau was rumored to be traded like for the last 
two and a half years. And he, when, he, when he came in, he changed his game. He's His mentality, too, to have rumors circulate for that long and to go out there and still just be able to play your game, I mean, that's got to be rough. He's having a good year, and that's, that's for other teams. That's what a coaching change can do. So you never know. There's a lot of players that could use that. And, yeah, I don't know. New York Rangers are also a very surprising team this year. I did not think that they were going to do this good. I expect them to finish one out of the one out of the wild card, to be honest with you. Uh, being a Devils fan, it, it hurts to see because, like, you don't want your rival team winning, but they're proving me wrong. The De- I thought the Devils were going to do a lot better. I didn't think they were going to be dead fourth last in the league four points out of last place i mean the best thing you guys can do is win the lottery next season (laughs) that's the best thing you guys could do might as well like might as well keep adding to the lottery cups (laughs) you know but yeah um let's turn into the ohl now so so let's talk about flint for a minute first number one in the in the western division what what do you does that have to do with playing the Otters in Saginaw so much in the start of the year due to COVID protocols and whatnot? Yeah, when you play um, Erie and Saginaw 28 times in the first <laughs> 29 games, it gets ridiculous. I didn't like that at all. But Flint, I, th- I don't think they're a proven number one team. They uh, have some They have some skill. I'm not going to take the skill away from them. But at the end of the day, I don't think they're a number one. I think they're a three or four seed at best. They got to play against a struggling team that was behind uh, Hartsburg. Uh, we made a good coaching change. We got BJ behind the bench now. He shows a lot more emotion. He argues with the refs when the time's right. And all that, that all, that all fun down to your players and their mentality um you have to be backed by your coach that's huge uh but when you would just sit there and watch Hartsburg behind the bench he would just kind of sit there and I think the Otters made a great change there and not like Hartsburg was a good guy off the ice uh, just his system I don't think was fit for Erie hockey yeah when you have a coach that um doesn't care about his players like i'm gonna be 100 percent real here when you have a coach that doesn't care about the players and doesn't fight for the players after dirty hits dirty whatever and miss calls miss calls then you drive off that you're like why if you're not gonna fight for me i don't want to play on the ice that's just that's the mentality of and any I think hockey you've, player you've probably faced that in your hockey career i have I whether have. it was college or high school or bantam whatever it was i'm sure you faced that um, the, the coaching is huge, and that's why those guys get paid. Exactly. But Otter struggles, man. What's they're, they're going on? I think they're young. Uh, inconsistency a little bit. Uh, we have the talent. We have Cohen. We have D'Amato. We have Sellen. We have Hoffman. Hoffman this year. Underperforming. Un- underperforming this year. I love gave, the guy. Gave him a lot of what, Chipotle. When those guys came in. And those guys were our fourth line. When it was selling D'Amato, it didn't matter what selling D'Amato and Hoffman. When those three guys were on the ice their rookie year, man, the energy, like the whole bench just lit up. And I, look, I was still working for the Otters back then between the benches. And those guys, whenever they went out there, they skated a full 60 seconds. And they were the energy line. And we got to watch the other guys build off of that. And it definitely brought us back in a couple games. But I think once these young guys get some experience, I'd like to go in as an eighth seed. I think we're going to go in as an eighth seed because we have 10 of our last 11 games here at home having the boys in the barn having us there having the fans there we need to be loud we need to support these guys
guys because they're going to thrive off of it. Yeah, we also need to drop the gloves and pack the EIA. Uh, I know they have a Saturday game this weekend Saturday, and a Sunday, Sunday. game. Uh, we're on the road Thursday, I believe, but uh, CHL TV, I watch pretty much all the Otters games on there. It's definitely big to support these guys. They may not know you're there, but when you're in that arena, you can make sure they know you're there. Yeah, we have the best fans in the OHL, and uh, might be a little biased, but I've been to a few OHL arenas, and it just feels like a dead atmosphere. Closest arena I've probably been to loudness-wise was Owen Sound. And it how just, was, uh, did you ever make it up to London? How, how's the fan base up there? Oh, uh, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get real for a minute. How's that so, song go? Sweet Caroline, London sucks. But when I was in London, it was... A while back ago, like probably the Sean Sidlowski days. Shout out Sean. Shout out, shout out Steve. But pretty much, it was good. Uh, good rank. It was beautiful rank. Beautiful. Facility. I mean, that's pretty much like an AHL rank, right? Oh yeah, like nine thousand, ten thousand people. Double deck. Big, yeah. Big jumbotron. But their fans were assholes, and I just don't. I don't know. They were really mean to us. My funny story is this old lady, my dad was just playing around, banging on the glass, and it just, she had a cane, and she's like, hit him with it. <laughs> All the fans were, like, confused, but we were confused. I was a little boy, and I was like, huh. So we'll never forget that story. But there was one cool guy I met, and I will always remember this story. He gave me, like, a quarter, or, like, a, a what do they call it in Canada, a loony? Yeah, a loony. Yeah, and I wish I still had that, but he gave it to me. And I held on to that for like five plus years. I really wish I would have like had that to this day because I want to I want to find that guy. Speaking of, speaking of the loonies and the toonies, man, when we went up to when we went up there, we I was just so confused when they would give me my change back because here in the U.S. we get quarters and stuff back, and we were talking about going out to this club and having a couple of drinks, but I didn't know what I was supposed to do with quarters like with coins. Yeah, it's a dollar, two dollar bills, but like when you're at the bar, what do you like? Do you just leave them two of those? Like, yeah, is that a tip? Yeah, like <laughs> it was just, it was definitely confusing. If anybody's listening ever gets up to Niagara Falls, you got to go to Chuck's Roadhouse. So, oh my God, we got I'll, chucked up. I'll, I'll let Logan explain it. But I, 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 and we were up there. We had two pounds of wings. I think we had seven or eight pitchers. I was drinking rye and ginger, the you know good old Canadian thing, and it was just. I think our bill came to seventy two dollars. And then the walk back to the hotel, thank God it wasn't far because that was a journey. It was definitely a journey, but... What did we stop uh, at? Two casinos on the yeah, way back? Yeah, two casinos. We gambled a little bit, bought a couple more drinks. It, that was a lot of fun. Chuck's Roadhouse, I don't think they're a thing anymore, right? Or no, they? no, they are. No. Okay, so we're going to make a trip up there um, very soon. Cause what, what, what games did we go to while we were up there? We, watched we went to Niagara. Niagara and... Uh, Oshawa. Oshawa. Oshawa, yeah, and then we stayed in London that night. But, or no, which is in Toronto, sorry. Toronto, yeah. But go in Oshawa, I don't remember the name of that fancy Italian oh, restaurant. Oh, man, the, it's a couple blocks outside Hands the Hands down, top three Italian restaurant I've ever been to. Now, as for that, I would not venture too far outside no. of there. Uh, some of the things we found on the ground there in Oshawa, just I thought I was walking in downtown Erie. Yeah, it was, it was a little scary, and I, I don't know. I haven't been to Canada a lot, so I wasn't expecting that. I know not every place is perfect, but, yeah, Oshawa is definitely one of the 
most scariest Canadian places I've been to so far. But And how about, just while we're talking about stadiums in Canada and whatnot, how about the COVID rules they had up there? They weren't even allowed to, they weren't, the rule was they were not allowed to stand up and cheer for goals. They were not allowed to eat or drink inside the venue. If that ever happened here for any kind of sporting events, I don't think I could support that. No, I, I definitely could not support that either. And you would see a huge loss. Like, this is different from Canada but you'd see a huge loss in attendance. a lot of attendance a lot of fans and people would get sick of it and here in Erie like they'll voice their opinions on social and, media more and how hard anything. is that to get those fans back obviously it's no fault of your own but with the when something said by the government you do what you have to do how hard is it to get some of those fans to come back it would be a, a little challenge for sure but I don't think it would be a challenge to an extent because hockey is hockey at the end of the day. Beer is beer. Fans are fans, and uh, you're going to show back up eventually. You can't – me personally, I can't stay away from a hockey rink. I couldn't either. It's just too much fun, and that's what we live for. We work our 11 to 7s just to go to hockey games and have fun. So the Otters and everybody, like, that's that's our home. It's our second home. Other than that, let's just talk a little bit about us now buying back Drop the Gloves. Uh, we'll talk about a couple of things we got coming up, some merch we're going to drop here in a week or two. Uh, do you have anything specifically you want to add? Um, no. So I have a few things, but it's not much. So, yeah, we bought Drop the Gloves back after a long two years off. And when you love something so much, it just comes back in the future. And that's what Logan and I felt. We saw all the ads at the Otters game. And good job, Rob, for getting in there. Uh, We're going to continue our sponsorship with the Otters. They've been great to us. 100%. And without Rob, that wouldn't have happened. And we appreciate him taking over, dropping the gloves for a little period of time. But, yeah, having that Otters sponsorship, uh, seeing it at the rink, just, like, it, like, hurt a little little fire. Yeah, it hurt a little bit. And that was one of the main reasons why we, like, came back. And then the community will explain that in a in a minute but like seeing at the rank every game because we go to every game it lit a fire and we wanted it back and our hearts are back in this for the summer here we got a couple things we're going to drop we're going to drop some beer hockey hats we're going to drop some bucket hats uh if anybody has any input on what bucket hats they want to see which logo beer hockey banner whatever you guys want that's what we're here for another thing i want to talk about is the community because uh, without the community, we're nothing. And without us, we try to help the community as much as we can. Yeah, the community is one of the best things that we've gotten into since opening up this business. And without the community, like Logan said, we're nothing. So we're going to plan on doing a lot of stuff. We're hoping that you guys will find support in us again, and we're hoping we can support the community going forward. While we're talking about the community, if you guys have any nonprofits, any giveaways, any any kind of benefits, whatever it is, uh, reach out to us. We can throw together a basket for you guys uh, with some shirts or some hats or something uh, just to be a part of raffles. Any events also. like We'll do events. We'll do anything. And then... Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. We also, just, if you're a small business owner yes. out there, uh, obviously we don't have a you know ten thousand people listening to our podcast. But if we could add you guys in an advertisement, non non monetary advertisement to start and see where we can grow this thing, we want to grow outside the Erie area. We want to take care of Erie, but we also want to grow outside of the Erie area. You know, we're hoping one day that we may have ten thousand people listening to the podcast. Yeah, and also any. Speaking of Erie again, any other, any bars, any 
anything in Erie and you want us to do an event, just reach out to us on our social media, Drop the Gloves Hockey Cow or Drop the Gloves Clothing on social media as in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So we would love to do that. And if you need to reach out directly, it's Drop the Gloves Clothing at Outlook.com. Uh, other than that, I don't have anything really much to say. I just want to say thank you guys for listening. Dom, you go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And um, we are so excited to be back with Drop the Gloves. And I can tell you we're not leaving anytime soon. So we're excited for all the events, all the people, everything. So we're, we're really excited. And uh, other than that, we will be offering skate sharpenings again. We did forgot to mention that. Other than that, I just want to thank you guys for listening to episode one of our Drop the Gloves podcast. You guys will find us on probably uh, SoundCloud. We'll probably be on Spotify, Spotify. Apple Music, hopefully. That's going to be a little tough, but we'll find a way. We'll, we'll figure it out, and we just want to thank you guys for listening. Don't go ahead. Thank you guys so much for dropping the gloves.